0: Maddie, this is Christian.
1: Christian, nice Good to meet Maddie.
0: you. It's my Canadian friend. Dude, <laughs> Chris, Christian, Christian Sanchez, Sanchez.
1: Okay, I did <laughs> I want you to know, I didn't automatically think Mexican, but I just assumed Latin American of some sort, maybe even Spanish. I don't know if Spanish people have a common last name of Sanchez, but you don't, uh, you don't know
0: if the name Sanchez is common to Spanish people.
1: I have no idea. I don't know if it's a. I mean, obviously that's where like Latin America. I guess or, well, I don't want to say originated from, but like that has heavy influence. But I'm uh, yeah, you sure your subconscious
2: know. put images of Cancun and Puerto Vallarta in your head. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, where are you from, man?
2: Uh, born here, but my parents are from Chile.
1: Chile. Wow.
2: Yeah, Chile.
1: Nice. Nice. Okay, so. Are your parents like, were they raised there and moved to Canada as adults or was it like they came here when they were young and they basically only know Canadian culture as well?
2: You know, that's actually a very, very interesting story. Really cool my, story. my parents both came here in their mid-20s. Okay. And they actually met each other here. Really?
1: Really?
0: Yeah, that's right. And your dad was a like a refugee from Chile. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah, he didn't just. I found know, out I, a lot about my
2: dad uh, after I turned 18. And, and I, a lot of it I heard from my sister, actually, before he spewed it out when in my late 20s. But he was around when the whole Pinochet movement happened. Uh, you know, there was a assassination of the president back in 74 or 76, I think. And he was about twenty one at the time. And then him and uh he was in the military, he was in the army, so him and a few of his crewmen they, they didn't want to have anything to do with that whole thing because those orders to, you know, execute any uh resistance, things like that. They don't wanna you know, you just imagine when you were twenty one you probably didn't have any plans on killing anyone either. Yeah so no they decided, definitely they decided wasn't to flee at the top and, uh, of the list.
1: Yeah yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> they decided to flee the country they, they stole a helicopter as the story goes and then it depends on what version my dad decides to tell but they either report to land <laughs> in chile or in venezuela but anyways he was in a prison camp for about uh three years before he was able to come to canada wow yeah wow.
1: crazy
0: story so yeah
1: lived in a prison camp for three years
0: that's right. After stealing a helicopter from the Chilean.
1: Man, your dad military? sounds so awesome. <laughs>
0: wow. You know, it's it's funny because I
2: grew up always thinking he was such a hard ass, like just such a dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I understand that he's just like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Hang on, time out. Who flew the helicopter and were they traditionally trained, or did they just kind of wing it? No pun intended. No.
2: I'm I'm pretty sure one of them knew how to fly it. Definitely wasn't my dad, but uh, they they were all trained men, and yeah, I don't know they because they're military. They were looked at as traitors when they were caught. Right. So because of that, I think he said out of 14, only only like three other guys he knew actually made it. Like the other guys were killed. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't talk a lot about what happened in the prison camp. Like I know yeah. he's got you know half of his mouth is fake teeth you know but yeah. he comes up with a different story every time
0: right. <laughs> except right. some
2: dude yeah, yeah. no <laughs> like I, th- the
0: Joker?
1: I think that's probably like pretty common God, amongst like yeah. most men who are in like some sort of armed forces right like they just they tend to keep that part of their life completely separate yeah and so i mean it also probably is probably more beneficial i'm sure a lot of those stories probably aren't aren't the greatest yeah. thing but it's also probably pretty interesting
0: to learn, though. For sure,
2: it, it, it finally came out when I was 26. We, I went to Chile with my parents and a good buddy of mine, and my my dad. He hadn't been for such a long time—about 20 years—and just getting drunk with his brothers. He's, he's got, you know, five brothers, two sisters. Um, but yeah, getting back in that old country and around his family, and getting a little drunk, he uh, all the stories stories started coming out.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, he looked at me, he's like, did you know? I'm like, I knew a little bit, (laughs) just a little bit. Did you know?
1: Oh man, awesome dude. So let's break down a little bit about uh, where, now did you grow up in Calgary? Like how do you guys know each other by the way?
0: Yeah, we, um, we went to the same junior high and high school. Okay. And we lived in the same neighborhood that entire time. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was born and raised in Calgary. I kind of
2: stayed in the northeast uh, part of town for pretty well my whole upbringing. Um, you know, like Tarek said, we met each other in grade seven. You know, we went to the same uh, Christian private school there, Heritage yeah. Christian Academy.
1: Sweet.
2: Then,
0: yeah. Sweet. rest is history, man.
1: The rest is history. Okay, okay, fair
0: enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Awesome. Well, tell our guests a little bit about who Christian is. Besides, you know, my friend and son to a badass Chilean refugee. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, Christian, you can interrupt me or whatever, but, you know, you are trained as a geomatics engineer. Yeah, Right? Um, Ter-
1: what does that mean? Like, for sure, don't just say geomatics engineer like that's a common... Data. no everybody
0: knows what that means everybody yeah, it's says, like being a we'll janitor
1: just a regular yeah, run of the thing. mill was, and everyone knows what that means
0: I was, I was about two years into
2: my degree before i finally got a grasp on what the hell i was doing like <laughs> you know I, <laughs> literally two years in finally it, it dawned on me what i actually did and was learning but like the 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 strict definition of well, what geomatics is? It's the collection, interpretation, and analysis of spatial data. See. So it's it's See, very broad. So you
1: analyze dirt or what? Spatial data. Spatial data. What does that mean? Why would, why would I would? I was just assume so, spatial means like the dirt. Ground. Really? I just the ground. I don't know. a lot of people
0: think geo they think geology yeah that's what i I thought you were thinking
2: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you can think of it in terms of it as uh like mapping like okay um spatial data is kind of the same thing as saying positional data oh so almost everything nowadays has uh you know it, it can be described by a coordinate if you will right you know like mapping systems, projections. Um, I, I specifically uh, went into a survey discipline, like land surveying. So that's a study of uh, property lines, you know, cadastral systems. Um, but then there's a whole other side to it. You can get into geospatial information systems, which is essentially people, you know, doing computations, and they can come up with solutions for you, uh, you know, like th- show you a, a map with information that's useful, you know, for different companies uh you know that can mean different things like maybe target wants to know you know where the density is of their you know you know most of their buyers or things like that you know um and then there's also the technology side so anything gps related or even measurement related all of that is uh kind of worked on by people related in the field of geomatics Wow, GPS this is a crazy, crazy thing. Like, I don't think a lot of people really understand what went into it, but it's a—you know—I think the best way to kind of put it in a, into words, you know, just how impressive it is. Like, you're able to know where you're at from satellites that are traveling at about three kilometers a second.
0: You nice. Know, you know?
1: It is funny because I actually recently was thinking about this whole idea of like GPS and everything. Because when you really think about it, like, do you guys remember when you were kids and you went on a road trip? You had to use a map. Like, I remember. So we used to make a lot of trips from Central BC to Edmonton and Calgary for, you know, basically for family reasons. So um, we have very good friends who live in Northwest Calgary. And then my dad's family is from the top of the Northwest Territories. And so the only place they can fly into is Edmonton, basically. And then from there you can fly off from to wherever you want. So we go to Edmonton a lot, and I remember having maps that my parents would like bust out and like check the coordinates about go down this street and then turn here and like. I just, I I don't know. Like now you think about how comfortable we were, we are with like uh, Google or, or Google Maps, for instance, or you know I don't know. I mean, I suppose that's just kind of the...
2: No, it's true. Like, a lot of people don't know how to read maps. If you give them a map, it it would take them a while to really figure out. And, Mm -hmm. and like, not even just looking at a map, you know, like, before you had to come up with your own route.
0: Yeah, you had to not just know where we were going, but, like, the best way to get there. Yeah, you couldn't just
2: pick point A and point B, you know. Well, it's funny, like, now with GPS, it just tells you where you are. But imagine opening a map. You're like,
0: okay, where am I? Yeah, that's true. Not Dude, just where you want to go, but where the, are you right The now?
1: best used to be is when there were multiple routes to a destination and everyone would argue which way was the yeah. fastest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they're like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 Well, I mean, and Google Maps can only be so accurate with how long it'll actually take you to get there. But I remember this when we lived in Three Hills and you'd want to go to Calgary and everyone would argue, well, you can go down to the, like the Dinsbury yeah. way to highway two, or you can cut down <laughs> through bicycle and, you know, cut across yeah. over through into yeah. airdrie. And like, everyone was convinced that their way was the fastest way to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, know, I mean, everybody just kind of did their thing. Right. But yeah it's, yeah, it's totally true.
0: It's, it's funny too. Cause I just saw an Instagram meme and it was like, yeah, today someone asked me for directions and I just said, Take that address, put it in your phone, do what it tells you to do. (laughs) And they got there.
1: (laughs) That's exactly it, man. That's exactly it. I love it when people
2: tell me, uh, you know, the place that I need to go to, and then they start giving me, like, the the full directions. Yeah. And then we're sitting there about two minutes in, and I'm like, okay, just stop. A, I'm not going to remember a single thing you said, and B... (laughs) You can tell me all the directions you want. You know, tell me all the landmarks. At the end of the day, I'm still just going to get in my car, throw in the address, <laughs> yeah. and Google, and hit the road.
0: Especially you know, when like they, like, saying. try
1: to break it down as if you should know your way through, a, like, yeah. a, an unknown city or something like yeah. that, right? It's like, yeah. You've okay.
0: gone to 8th Street. You've gone too far. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, funny. exactly. <laughs>
0: you want to double back. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I text people, I even try to make sure if I'm texting an address, I do the, the address by itself so that all you have to do is copy paste or just click if depending on where your phone's at <laughs> yeah. like you know what i mean i won't say the address is and then the address in one text i'll do the new text so that it's easier <laughs> oh yeah absolutely that's the way to go
1: that is definitely the way to go
0: anyway oh, you got man. sidetracked
1: okay so you geomap but that's not the reason why we got you on here today Well, it's
0: part of it well jeez.
1: Th- yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, I'm so excited about this Terry. I literally have like a huge page of notes that I want to go through today. Okay.
0: Nerd. We'll go through the notes. How dare you?
1: Finish introducing <laughs>
0: finish as long as introducing this video. <laughs> there you go. Um and then uh, currently working as a is it pipeline inspector the title? Yeah, so I'm a general inspect inspector general for Trans Canada Pipelines. For Trans Canada Pipelines? That's current uh, main source of income, and as well, a tattoo artist. And I, I was going to say amateur, but I think, you know, you're getting paid, so you're just tattoo artist. Maybe yeah. maybe more part-time, I guess, but yeah. A, it's, it's a hobby. You know, <laughs>
2: I, in some respects, I, I'm definitely an amateur, but uh, I, I would say I, I do pretty good at the, the style that I like doing, which is kind of the black and gray realism.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll throw up uh, Christian's Instagram info, um, or you can shout it out at the end here. But, you know, so you guys can check it out. But, yeah, crazy good artist in terms of tattoo and just generally, like, drawing. You like charcoal?
2: Yeah, so I basically started drawing again, uh, I'd say, three years ago. And then I kind of wanted to – I always did just black and gray stuff, you know, just graphite pencil. But then I started to do some charcoal work just because – with charcoal you can get a really nice rich deep black so you kind of have a full spectrum of contrast and um the next thing you know as uh, people started asking me to drop you know their pets or family members and then i started making money that way on the side and and then i decided hey you know i i've always liked tattoo artwork and i wanted to learn how to do it and i walked into a shop one day and you know talked to the owner a few of the artists and Show them some of my stuff. Well, it's funny. I walk in, and then first thing the guy asks is, can you draw? And, you know, there's not many times in life where you feel really confident. (laughs) You know, or you can – but, yeah, that was one of those moments. I was like, actually, yeah, I can can draw. (laughs) I can draw pretty damn good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a huge part of it. If you can't draw tattoos, probably not for you. I mean – similar right oh man it's half the battle
2: (laughs) half the battle for sure because you're only ever gonna tattoo as good as you can draw
1: absolutely okay so walk me through how that starts you meet the owner of this shop you talk with these artists because i feel like there's not really like a a set path that if someone is young and wants to be a tattoo artist like you don't go to university and just become one, do you? Like you Oh no. You go nothing and meet like an artist and you basically become an apprentice, I assume, or
2: Like with these days with YouTube, what is common and very not recommended well this is why you see a lot of basement tattoo artists, is because you can get go hop on eBay, you can get a kit from China, Ooh. and then just watching YouTube videos, you can get a basic understanding of how to tattoo. But it's it's very you end up being very misguided and you don't understand fully how to, you know, not cross contaminate, and, you know, ultimately your client's health is very much at risk. Yeah. But, uh, the, the classical way of doing it is you walk into a shop and you say, I want to learn how to do this. Are you are looking for any apprentices? And then it's basically the same way that I did it. You know, the last to see your artwork, they want to see if, uh, you know, you're worth the time to teach. And then, um, and then basically from there, if they accept you, it's all about paying your dues. And I mean, no one will pay you while you're apprenticing. It's always, um, um, you're either there on your own time. Like you only make money if you tattoo and if someone's willing to pay you, There are some places where people actually pay to apprentice cause it's almost like you're going to school. Like you're getting mm-hmm. an education, you know, it's a privilege to kind of undergo and be part of that process. Um, but yeah, after that, where where I apprentice at is Joker's Tattoo in Calgary. And it's a very interesting place because I've heard of some people talking about how it's a year, you know, after they start their apprenticeship, before they actually start tattooing skin. But at Joker's, like, he, he pushes you right away, you know, within within about a month to start tattooing yourself. And you very much believes that the first tattoo that you do should be on your own skin. Makes sense. Well, you learn two things, um, you know, how tattooing feels in your own hands, but also how it feels as the person receiving it, oh. you know, and so then, um, that makes sense. like, yeah. based, based on what you're doing, so you kind of, you know, get a, the feedback that way as well, but more than that, I think it's just important that you, you shouldn't be tattooing anyone else if you're not willing to tattoo yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: Yeah, I feel like... That gives you credibility too as a new tattoo artist to say, look, this is mine. And you can show them I did this on my skin and it's like yeah. a resume on your body that gives you credibility immediately,
2: yeah. right? And yeah. I've done that. Like I've I've spent probably about 30 hours total on my, my one leg. I got one very big thigh piece that, uh, you know, I've done a lot of sittings on. It's, it's pretty intricate, but it's it's something I'm very proud of. So when, when I show that to people, it kind of raises their confidence in me to do what they, they envision.
1: Bro. Is there any way I could see it? <laughs> I, I want to see this. I want to see your work. Oh, wow. man. I, I'm wearing
2: long johns right now. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair
0: enough. All right. That was kind you
1: of have, my fear show as well. him
0: the Christian's got a couple tattoos. Show them the, the lion's skull or the... Right, which, you know, sorry, folks. This is audio-only podcast, but you know, go to Christian's IG and you'll see him. <laughs> Oh wow. Yeah.
1: You did that yourself?
0: Uh, no, I didn't do that. One uh, okay. a good friend of the artist did that. That would be a tough angle, I was going right? to
1: say that is an incredible unless you can just freestyle <laughs> left or right-handed. <laughs> I feel like Yeah, totally. Okay, hang on. I'm on your guys's webpage right now. Uh, for those of you that are listening, it's jokerstattoobodypiercing.com. Uh, and I'm looking at artist profiles, which one of these five...
2: I actually wouldn't be on there because I'm not considered, a like a full-time artist.
1: Right. You know I'm noticing that right now, but I'm just curious, uh, who is Arnold the, the head guy? He looks like he's probably the oldest out of these five guys.
2: Yeah, Arnold, Arnold is the owner. Okay. He's man. quite a character. Oh, man. Arnold... He's actually a very, very funny guy. He is probably so much richer than I even know. But uh, what what a wealth of information! And I mean, whether it's accurate or not, he knows how to tell a good story. He, he talks like a wrestler. He talks like a wrestler. Just cutting
1: promos left and right. <laughs>
2: like actually, like, and he's been in so many fights, and he loves telling all the stories. So he'll be talking to some random customer that comes in, and he's like, and so then I grabbed
0: him like this, and I was like, boom, 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 and then <laughs> <laughs> down the
1: hallway. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome, dude. Okay, now I know you talk uh, black and gray is kind of what you do, especially realism. Are there other styles that you're a fan of um, that you've kind of tried to dabble in, or are you... Pretty strict just to black and gray realism.
0: Like, you do want to specialize in tramp stamps or, <laughs> <laughs> or dolphins?
1: Dolphins.
3: You know, <laughs> you know
2: what's <laughs> funny? I actually tattoo a lot of girls. Like, I'd say most of my clientele is female. And um, g- girls are really into whatever's trendy nowadays. Like, there's kind of like those chandelier designs, like the underboob ones you know mm-hmm. so i've been asked a lot for those uh, big floral thigh pieces yeah um same, same thing i've been i've been asked a lot for those or even the the tiny pinterest tattoos <laughs> you know just like the little geometrical shapes or little infinity symbols things okay. like that right right yeah so i mean i, I don't know i i feel it, it's not something that really gets me excited but it, it is something that i feel I, f- I feel like there's a lot of value to be had in spending the time to You know, at least get to a certain level of mastery with things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. From a business perspective. Oh, for sure, for sure. So are you completely black and gray, or do you do color? Do you like color? Do you despise it? Color just
2: scares the crap out of me.
1: Okay.
2: That's the best way I can put it. It makes me nervous, because I don't even paint. So I don't have a... I haven't been able to develop like an intuitive sense of what I'm doing when it comes to color. Right. Like right. I've, I've done some color tattoos and very simple. And um, they, they've come out all right. You know, I, I definitely, every time I do one, I, I learn more and I, I see that there's that much more room for improvement. Yeah. yeah. A part of me wants to dive in and tackle it one day when I have more time to devote it to this craft just because it's, you know, it's uh, color is huge. Like it's, it's not a stone I want to leave unturned.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. The only reason I ask is I have several friends of mine who all have either kind of a half sleeve, a full sleeve, you know, that sort of thing, are working on both arms, that sort of thing. And, like, there are guys who, like, swear by getting everything filled in with color and other guys who can't stand it. All they want is black (laughs) and gray. And, you know, they just kind of, like, talk trash to each other constantly about it. So, I mean, I know that there are those that, like, hate color and those that love it and you know it goes back and forth a little bit so I was just
2: yeah I I feel like for myself I wouldn't get any color tattoos because I have a darker skin you know like I I got a you know year-round tan and the thing is color color tattoos when they look good they look best on people with pale pale skin because it's only with pale skin that you really see the the vibrant colors like yellows oranges Things like that. Yeah, it really
1: pops that way.
2: Hey. Oh yeah, it makes it's sense. Yeah. Big difference.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: <clears throat> like some tattoo artists that you know they they've uh, become famous for their color work, and that's that's what they do. They actually will not tattoo people of dark skin, uh-huh. and it has nothing to do with you know being racist or anything like that. It's just it's such an investment on their end right, that right. Um, you know to sit for ten hours you know for a couple of days just to smash out a an amazing piece but then not have it not look that amazing it's uh i don't know it's, it's hard to get excited for something like that and on top of that it's a big waste of money uh you know on the from the customer perspective like, like he's basically trying to tell customers you know save your money
1: Absolutely. you know
2: don't don't come to me and pay you know my premium price you know for a tattoo that is not going to look as good as what you think it will
0: yeah yeah that's a good call yeah so oh, sorry sorry yeah. terry color's
2: mm-hmm? not color's not going to look good on you <laughs>
0: That's <fine. laughs>
1: it's also that's that's actually a really valid point because i have kind of wondered about that because when you see obviously i watch a lot of sports and a lot of the professional athletes that you see uh like those guys are just tatted up sometimes like Arms, chest, back, legs, like everything. And it's all black and gray.
2: Yeah, that's right. And
1: so, you know, the majority of them are African American. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it does make sense.
0: Yeah. But Yeah, totally.
1: There's other guys. Would you ever get a tattoo, Maddie? Dude, I have, uh, like, basically a list of ideas of what I would want to do. <laughs> And I have them listed out so that it could basically fill both arms and my whole back.
0: Oh, cool. Wow.
1: The problem is that I'm like, I'm a rather large guy. I'm fearful of what might happen if I actually do trim down in weight uh, to just like my skin itself. And so I'd want my, my goal is to get thin at some point in the next couple years.
0: And then get. Uh, the and tattoo. so, I would
1: probably wait until that's happening for you know my skin not to be just like sagging and gross with you know tattoos already <laughs> on it. I'd rather for it to like figure itself out, or if I've got to get you know something done afterwards uh, before I ever kind of got a permanent marking on my body. Right. That's yeah, that's fair the biggest thing, right? So, yeah, but no, you I should was,
2: book with an artist. That's uh, not going to be able to get to you for a year or two.
1: <laughs>
0: then you've got a goal. No, do you get yourself <laughs> a goal got to work for? Goals
1: to force me to get there. Yeah, there, again, right? there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That's you know I am in Williams Lake. We have one artist who is notorious for being constantly busy. There's only about three or four art. I don't even know if there's four of them. There might only be three in Williams Lake. And I mean it's a it's a city of like. 12 to 15,000 people not huge but you know (laughs) artists are limited and this guy is always busy he books six months at a time and so he makes it clear I'm open for bookings during this week sort of thing and his phone just rings from when he opens up till when he closes shop and he'll book six months in like less than a week and then he does it again six months later Mm, good for him. And yeah. so he's he's very talented. He's very very good at what he does. Uh, all, all of my friends swear by him. I think all of my friends he's about the only guy they'll go to. Uh, but I mean, it's again you gotta you gotta have guys like that, I guess, right? So
2: that's exactly why I want to transition from oil and gas to to just owning my own tattoo shop and doing tattoos full time. I yeah. feel like. Um, you know, I've kind of been through a, you know, a low period, like an up and down yep. with the oil and gas uh, economy Absolutely. or whatever, but, uh, oh, and it sucks being subject to that, you know, like you can have all the experience, all the credentials that, you know, anyone could ask for, but then if, if work dries up, you know, you're, you're kind of SOL. So I, I don't know, I don't want to have to, you know, be subject to the motion in the ocean, you know, I kind of want to just do my own thing you know like you say like be like your buddy a book you know six months or whatever in advance and then it's like how sweet is that you know that you have work for the next six months
1: oh totally and the thing too is like he's obviously doing something he's passionate about he loves doing it yeah i i think there's a lot that that speaks into that and you know i think you see that a lot with artists of you know all sorts is they're all very passionate about it because it's just something that they love doing and i'm sure it's the same for you you love uh you know putting putting tattoos on people you know and there's always a story to be told with every single one that goes on um and so i mean yeah i i would say that's that's got to be if i was artistic in any way shape or form that would definitely be something that i would be i would find appealing as a as a career let's put it that way
2: it's a lot of fun. Like it's very rewarding. It's cool having that uh, that connection where you sit down and you know it's like I don't know that intimate is the right word, but you definitely you know have a connection with your client. You know when you're working on it. Um, and one thing that I try to always remember is that tattoos they're a big deal to people. You know, like it's it's actually pretty easy to get a little jaded when you're in a tattoo shop seeing all these people come in all the time. You know, like some people, they come in as their first tattoo. It, it is a big deal. But to the artist, you know, what sometimes happens, which is kind of sad, is to them it's just another, just another customer.
1: Right. You know, like
2: it's, let's get him in, let's get the tattoo done, take the cash, get them out the door.
1: Right, right.
2: So one thing I try to remember is that, um, you know, the experience, like it is a big deal. And I always try and make the, the experience memorable, like in a positive way. You know, like, it, you oh, know, make the customer feel like their tattoo matters to me also.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the other part, too, is like, I I don't think you're going too far by saying that it's an intimate experience because you're spending, you know, whether you're spending a small amount of time with someone or if you're doing like a huge piece on them and it's going to take multiple days to finish, you know, you're building this bond uh, as you maybe have conversation with them. You're trying to put an image in their mind onto their skin because basically they can't do it themselves. You know, that, that's really what it comes to, right? Like you then kind of become their hands in, in putting that, that image on them. And so I think, I think there's a, there's a genuine like intimacy that goes with it. And also kind of like silly as it sounds like a loyalty that goes with it, you know, cause I don't know too many people who, change up artists no they, um, they
0: pick their artists and they stick with and, them yeah. and they
1: stick with it right uh you know it's like people in their and their barber you know <laughs> oh, you that's, find that's a good barber right. and you're with them for as long as you live there man and I, I i think there's uh there's something to be said for tattoo artists i think there is a bond that's built with their clientele and uh, yeah and you know it's a permanent permanent mark on their body too right and so they're entrusting it with you and you know, you're right. I I I mean, it's sad to hear that there are artists that, you know, uh, what's the word? You know, they they can grow tired of, of what they're doing or yeah, complacency, you know? But I'm sure it happens just like in any profession, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's um I, the, the, some of the clients that I do have, you know, like a lot of them, they'll They'll always check back with me. Like, even though I've been so busy with work lately, I, I just don't have a whole lot of time to design. Design takes a lot of time, usually more time than the tattoo even takes. But, um, you know, I tell them I'm busy and they, they tell me it's okay, they'll wait, you know, which is really awesome for me. I think I was really lucky in the beginning as an apprentice because it wasn't that hard for me to find people to tattoo. Usually as an apprentice, when you're starting out, it's hard to find people to practice on because... You need people to take a chance on you. I think yeah. that people have told me that I have like a like a trust factor about me. Like it's very easy for people to trust me. I think yeah. I think it's the fact that you know my charcoal drawings they're they're pretty high quality. And so then just just because I can draw well, people think that I can tattoo that good. I can't. <laughs> you know, I, I, I tell it's them not i was quite like the same. they start yeah. they start going off on their ideas, and I tell them like. Maybe in a year, you know, because <laughs> tattooing is a whole different ball game. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I I was able to get a lot of people that were willing to come in and even throw me some cash while I was still very much learning in the beginning. For sure. And it's it's kind of just kept on going on. Like I think it's a few different factors, like the fact that uh, you know, I'm a professional, and you know that I have an engineering degree, um. You know, I, I try and stay, you know, have a professional character about me as well, you know, in, in anything I do. And I think people can get a sense for that. So that, de- that definitely helps. And a lot of people, they have uh, ideas for tattoos that they want. But often what's keeping them back, I find, is just that they don't even know who to go to. And they hear about amazing artists out there, but then they inquire about it and then they hear about there's a waiting list or the books are closed. But, um, you know, they find out through a friend or maybe they are my friend that I'm doing tattoos, suddenly it's like that door's open. You know, they're they're ready to take the plunge.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. That's that's cool, man. And I mean, I'm sure it is tough, but I I do want to talk about this whole idea of like outline and and ideas from clients and stuff like that, because like you said, a lot of the time it takes longer than actually putting it on the skin. Um just for those of you know, those listeners who Maybe they've had one tattoo or maybe they've never and they're kind of interested. Um, From your perspective, how much of an outline slash idea should they have beforehand? Should it be ready to go like right onto their skin? Or are you the guy who says, you know, I want, I don't know, an eagle killing a duck? And, (laughs) And you go, all right, let me go to work and uh you know you come back to them a few weeks later and say hey this is what i'm thinking and they either give you the thumbs up thumbs down like what's the average amount of like uh idea slash outline a a client should have in your perspective
2: man there's so many stories with this one of the things that i learned early on because i i saw the one artist do this a lot and he told me what it was all about but his whole philosophy is He'll book a client, you know, and he books for a few months ahead of time. And then so you'll book them, but he won't actually show them a design until a day or two before their appointment date. And he does that for a reason, because if he shows them a month before their appointment, they'll have too much time to think about it and they'll want to make right. changes.
1: Right. Right.
2: Which is a big pain in the ass for him because he's got a lot of other clients to draw for as well. And I mean, uh, that's typically what happens, right? Like, uh, if you have time to think about something, it's it's just bad. You, you end up changing your mind so many times just because you can. Oh, you know. Yeah. And then you start showing it to other people and they give you their input and suddenly you're second-guessing. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't be surprised if a tattoo artist shows you the idea not too long before uh, it's time to ink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely,
1: absolutely. And the other
2: thing, too, is... Like you don't need to be too specific with your design. Like you don't have to, you know, have the full idea. It's definitely a good idea to have uh, reference images, you know, or something that just shows, you know, the basic idea of what you're what you got in mind. But um, what's even more important than that is choosing the artist that does that style. Because I mean, not not a whole lot of artists are good at doing every kind of Tattoo, every kind of style. So, you know, look at the artist's portfolio. If their work shows, you know, the stuff that you like and it it shows that the stuff that you like is done well, that the artist does that well, go with that guy. Because if you go to someone else just because he seems good overall or because you heard about it from a friend, you know, that's like, um, you know, like imagine if tattoo artists were like construction workers. You know, you hear about dave who's an awesome roofer you know and you know it's it's wicked but then you're like oh yeah no he'll be perfect for my bathroom renovation it's like no right it doesn't work like that right yeah Yeah, you know and then you know he might take it on because maybe dave you know could use the cash you know or maybe because he you know you got a mutual friend you know he wants to do you a kindness but in the end you know it's like what happens often i think and a lot of people don't even realize is that you're going to be uh, slightly less satisfied than what you could have been. And so will the artist, you know, because um, the artist with whatever you're asking for not being their expertise or their specialty, they're going to end up taking more time than they want. And they're going to know that it's not the greatest out there. And at the same time, you're going to be looking at it thinking, well, you know, I I got my bathroom renovation done by a roofer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's gotta
0: find f- the right man for the job. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah.
1: and that's fair. That's that's a huge thing, and that's like, okay. So I won't lie, I am a huge sucker for the television show Ink Master. Have you ever heard of it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have. So love it. Could watch it anytime it's on. Um, and you see that a lot of the time because they test these different artists in completely different styles. Some of them they're completely confident and comfortable in. Other times this might be their first time ever doing it in that style and you can see it very quickly. And I just, I don't really feel bad for these people who they call human canvases, which are basically (laughs) the people who I'm sure volunteer for a free tattoo. Uh, Because again, you're getting a free tattoo and you're probably warned that it may not come out exactly exactly how you want it. Yeah. But I just think to myself, good grief. Like some of them just come out so bad looking and not because the artist wants it to come out bad looking. It's just that they're not confident in that style. They Maybe they've never done it before. Um, and so, yeah, that's a huge thing that I've learned through television is like making sure your artist is very competent in what they're doing and that it's also something that you for sure want, you know? mm-hmm. And so, yeah, now let me ask you this advice for someone who's never gotten a tattoo. I am in this category. Terry, do you have any tattoos? I feel like you don't, but no, nope, no
0: tattoos. Okay. Me and, my, me and my brothers are actually in the late stages of figuring out we might get a tattoo here in the next week or two. Or yeah. Three. Yeah.
1: Just real quick. Hey, okay. Yeah. Okay. What, what's some advice you'd give to someone who's never gotten a tattoo and on top of that, What parts of the body are good places to start? And what areas would you suggest they avoid? And also, what size would you say people should start with?
2: Well, we'll go with the size question first. First off, no one ever gets a tattoo and then thinks to themselves, I wish I would have gotten smaller. Hmm. Like If it's a good tattoo, no one ever looks at it that way. Okay. You know, like there's <laughs> there's so many jokes out there. Like tattoo artists hate it when they're, you know, b- being told to confine to a certain size or to make it smaller.
1: Right. You know,
2: Cause, like, I saw this one meme uh, some girl, she's looking through a micro- microscope. She's like, it's great. I love it. But can you make it smaller? It's like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <on." laughs> <laughs> um, I-, I think size, ultimately, it depends on where it's going. Like, uh, for a first tattoo, I'd say, I'd say go big. Like when I say big, I mean, choose a tattoo that's going to actually fill an area, you know, and I, I use this, um, kind of analogy a lot, but imagine your body or your skin is like the walls in your house. You know, if you got a nice big wall, you know, you don't hang a little eight by 10 picture on it, you know, like take up that space, you know, and it's, it's going to look way better. Um, As far as like some other, one big advice that I I tell people is don't just walk into a shop, like book with somebody, like do your homework, you know, like if, like make that appointment because when you walk into a shop, what's, what might happen and what often happens is that the experienced artists are busy, they're booked. And so then whoever walks in, they end up handing that to the less experienced artists that have free time because they're not as busy. They don't have a clientele base. Um, and, and you don't want to be handed off to one of those guys for your first tattoo. It's just, you're not going to get, you know, a quality product. Mm. Like you might, but chances are you, you probably aren't. Was okay.
1: that? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And then just. Where is the best place? What, to differ, what's so? a, oh, what's oh, a good yeah. place to start and where's a place you might want to avoid?
2: So I, I don't, for a first tattoo, I wouldn't recommend a job stopper, like something on the back of the hand <laughs> or something on the neck. Um, shoulders classic. A lot of people get tattoos on their forearm, yeah. thigh pieces, calf pieces. You know, if, uh, if, if you don't care, like your job doesn't, uh, you know, if you don't have a job where, you know, you want to hide it, you know, yeah. then de- definitely go for the arm. Like, the arm's actually a good spot. There's a lot of skin there that's um, it's not too painful. Um, I personally went for my, my ribs the first time. Ooh. And I definitely don't I, – I think it was a good spot for me. You know, it was on my body, kind of easy to hide if I wanted to. But if I went to the beach, it was easy to show off.
3: Right. It
2: did – it did hurt. Like, all tattoos hurt. It definitely wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, the stomach hurts more than the ribs. I'll say really? that. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Now, can you explain to me, because I always hear, obviously, different things about what hurts the most, what hurts the least, all that sort of thing. Everyone seems to have a different one. Um, what What is it about certain parts of the body? Because I've heard the hip bone hurts, uh, feet. But I've also heard, like, this little chunk of, like, meat on the inside of your body. Like bicep yeah. really hurts a lot, super sensitive um is there that's a painful spot is there something about certain parts of the body having more nerve endings, or is it just
2: yeah, it's pretty simple like when you really dissect it down, what I figured out is that like your your body's smart it, it knows where it needs more nerve endings to protect itself, like under your armpit, you know inside of your arm there there's a major artery that goes in there you're going to have more nerve endings around your vitals, like around your stomach and right. your chest. You know, it's going to hurt more. Um, same with um, inside of the thigh, another big artery in there. Mm. So uh, your body just kind of knows where to, you know, trigger more pain so that you protect it better. And then other parts are more sensitive just because the the skin is thinner. Right. So anywhere skin is thin, like if you imagine – you know, your skin is like this pizza dough draped over a skeleton frame. You know, like gravity kind of makes it thin in certain spots. So, like your your shoulder bone, you know, like uh, um, where else? So, you know, top of the head, obviously, or especially where it just naturally stretches, like the your elbows, your knees, Kneecaps sucks, so do elbows. But um, <laughs> But yeah, those are the two main factors that can basically let you know how it's gonna feel.
1: Okay. Okay. No, that's good to know. T. Here's what I thought. It may okay hurt, but okay. you know how Definitely. much I give you a hard time for being bald. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is, let's get that puppy right down to skin, like Terry Crews-type skin. Okay. okay. And then we're All just right. going to get a big old headpiece on the back. <laughs> my, my brother's friend, Clay, has a giant black widow on the top of his head. Oh, and now he doesn't work uh, in a bank. He works construction, so it's probably a little more acceptable <laughs> on a construction site than in a bank. But I'm just thinking we could get a pretty cool piece up there. I don't know if your boss would be cool with it.
0: I doubt it. Does, does the hair does the hair grow back after a teal? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh if the hair will grow back. I mean, well, well, Terry, it's, it's just the, harm. the fact
1: that you don't have a lot of hair. Ah, It'll be fine. I'm just saying, if you're gonna go bald, <laughs> go bald with style. You know. I
0: guess so. Hey. Eh? <laughs> Maybe I should try to get it because, like, you know, there's bald spots where there's kind of, like, hands trying to peek out or
1: something.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <Do it. laughs> oh, man. All right, dude. Here's here's the real question, Christian.
0: Listen, Maddie's got his whole list here, dude, doesn't he? Look at I, him.
1: the minute Tarek said you could finally do this, I was so excited. I just started going crazy on this list. <laughs> Where's the weirdest place on the body you've tattooed or potentially... If you haven't tattooed any weird places, one of one of the guys in your shop uh, has had a tattoo. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> oh man.
2: Okay, so my, my experiences have been pretty tame. Like, a you know, I've done a couple side boob things uh, inside of the thigh. You know, I, I know on my one friend, uh, you know, was one pretty big tattoo on her thigh. And I mean, ink ink gets everywhere. Like tattoo ink, one drop you can pretty much paint a house, but. Uh, you know you, you gotta keep the skin clean and wipe around you know and then yeah and I, I had to wipe up in there and <laughs> I'm like sorry that's valid, that's valid. Um, but from what I've seen in the shop so one guy this is, this is an awesome story this guy came in and he kind of just straight up asks he says uh, I need I need a tattoo on the head of my penis <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man will, will you guys do that and then Sean, it's one of the artists in the shop. He'll do anything for a buck. <laughs> Almost anything. You know, like, wait,
0: wait, circumcised or uncircumcised wiener. I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, I'm, like, gonna, I'm just wondering if it's on the foreskin or if it's actually on No, it
2: was actually on the oh, head. Oh
0: boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he tells a
2: story that his baby mama, you know, they have about three kids together, something like that. His baby mama caught him cheating again. And so then she gave him these, uh, you know, this ultimatum like, you either marry me or you get my name tattooed on the head of your penis. Ooh. I don't know why he chose to get a tattoo <laughs> on his penis. Because, let's be honest, oh, it's a lot easier to get a divorce <laughs> than to get laser
0: removal from that spot. You know? Oh, goodness. <laughs>
1: Lettings are expensive, okay? That's all I can <laughs> Yeah.
0: Say. There you go. Yeah. So he got her name. Put on the on his wiener tip.
2: Yeah, exactly. Wow. Luckily, her name was only four letters. <laughs> you know, I, it could have been something like Catherine.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
1: oh man, that's awesome! But also, uh, I find it's only awesome because it's definitely not me who had to yeah, do that. Yeah, that's.
0: It's just the whole situation's weird. It's like, so you're cheated on your baby mama so many times that. You have, I don't know. It's just like the whole premise of everything just know. doesn't even, you know. It's like, <laughs> like I, for,
2: all I can assume is that there's just so much complicated backstory. Oh, he didn't so much. Into it. Like whatever, uh, dude.
0: You're paying for it.
2: But it's funny. He didn't get it done right then and there. He came back a few hours later. I guess she was out back in the car waiting for him. <gasps> you know, it was almost like, I don't know. She just had to make sure it was legit or something like that. So she was waiting out back for her while he got this done. It was so funny because, you know, we get like a little, um like a medical, like, you know, sanitary bib thing, you know, and then poke the hole through it. And they're like, okay. <laughs> she put it through there. And then wow, he him, he's like, hands him some cream. He's like, okay, hey, put this on there. He's like, no, hold it tight because <laughs> Did Sean he, didn't want to, didn't want
0: to it. hold it. <laughs> <laughs> That's now what I was kind it. of
1: wondering as well is who's
0: holding this thing? Like, who's wiping? And who's...
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, oh, uh, man. The funny thing too, when, when Sean was prepping up his station for this, he's, he's got a lot of tattoo machines and some of them are, you know, quite new. You know, they're, very smooth, quiet running machines. He chooses one of his oldest, loudest running machines. Like, it buzzes. <laughs> you know, it's a scary, scary piece of oh, machine if you coming close to your wiener. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, man. I <laughs> I remember he started getting close with it. You could just hear it buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. The guy says, whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on.
2: He's like a few deep breaths he's like okay he's like oh. you're ready the like, homie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh then, man
2: then he starts going in and then you hear this guy scream like just <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, like stop, stop, stop. Like oh Sean God. Sean's laughing, like almost to the point of tears. He looks at us, he says, There's a dot What <laughs> 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 <One> dot?
3: <laughs> Just be so sensitive
1: though. Like, oh my uh, gosh, that would be so painful. But I mean I
0: uh, guess you could get better than marrying her, I man. guess. Better
1: than a wedding, I guess? I I don't
0: know. Oh wow, man. No, it was it does not make sense wow yeah. okay
1: so I'm almost done here I got one more and that is uh, you, like you said I mean I don't expect this exactly but I'll spin it a different way have you or would you ever deny someone a tattoo based on how stupid it is
0: yes yeah Yeah. okay would it, what would be the reasoning for that? Like, if they're willing to pay and they're like, "No, that's what I want," It'd just be you don't want your name attached to something that dumb. Or- that's
2: pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because
0: you know, then they
2: even it's happened where I, I have artwork that's half done, running around out there, and you know, it's just such a pain to kind of work out a schedule with some people. You know, they they don't want to come back in to finish their tattoo, and you know, it pisses me off because I got this half finished piece of artwork out there that they're probably telling people that christian did this right but it's not done like i'm i'm not proud of it you know yeah and i mean i there's been some interesting requests in the tattoo shop i remember one person came in and he actually asked for uh, a the tattoo of jesus getting a blowjob
3: hmm.
2: and the one artist he's just straight up said i'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks over <laughs> to the other artist he's like hey spencer he's like you want to do this tattoo it's like, what is it? He's in the other room, so he's yelling. <laughs> he's like, Jesus getting a blowjob. He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. But like, the one artist, he, he was like the head artist of the shop, and he, um, you know, he's he's got a like a, a name to uphold, you know, and uh, yeah. like a reputation. He doesn't really want to do stuff like that, you know. He's more known for his Japanese style artwork, you know. Meanwhile, the other guy at the time, he was a like a senior apprentice, and both got to get paid. Yeah. Absolutely. That's (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. that's what it comes down to though as well, right? But you are right. Your business card is basically your artwork. And so when you know, you've tattooed anyone and then they're sitting around in a social circle and anyone goes, Oh man, that's really nice. Where'd you get that done? And you know, or whether it's half finished, right? Yeah. So that's a that's a valid point. I I get that. I get that. Sweet man. Well that's that's basically
0: maddie's notes right yeah. there you satisfied i didn't see you taking any notes down you should have been writing <laughs> stuff down
1: that's i think yeah. that's everything i had
0: i guess you could just listen back i don't know Yeah. That's,
1: yeah
2: that's <laughs> tattooing is a lot of fun like it's it's so rewarding like i remember when i was first getting into it um you know with my background being engineering no one i've never gotten the same kind of feedback like the same kind of hype like at work no one will say like dude your your surveys are sick you know or (laughs) you know like that that project you know wow wow man i've been telling everyone about it that doesn't happen (laughs) it doesn't happen in the office setting people people don't care (laughs) but in the tattoo shop you know it's it's such a cool environment like what's better than showing up uh throwing on some music, cranking the tunes, meeting some cool people and throwing some artwork down. And, you know, I I, I love it. Like, I've never, like, I know I've had it where some people, they they understand that I'm new to it. So, you know, they're, they're happy with the artwork based on my experience. But, you know, for the most part, everyone's been really happy with the tattoos that I've given them, which is awesome. There has been some where I'm not happy with the tattoo that I did, and I mean, that's just my own personal standards, like, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to that stuff, and it's it's pretty easy for me to be very critical of myself. But anyways, um, when when I do a tattoo, which is happening more and more often now, where I can just see from the look on their face, they're stoked, and I'm stoked, I don't know, it's just, it feels so good to take that cash, have that handshake, and you just know you're going to have a customer for life, you know? Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Dude, that's, that's really
1: awesome, man. That's awesome. T, you got anything you want to ask?
0: Well, you know, I'll be honest. It's a little bit different in that. It's, me and Christian have been friends for a really, really long time. Um, and I, I just, it's, it's, it's weird because I feel like I know you and yeah. I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't, that's fair.
0: That's fair. Um, I feel like our guests should get to know, you know, Christian Sanchez. Also n- not necessarily tattoo artists. Our, our guests? You mean our listeners?
1: Uh,
0: sorry, our listeners. Yeah, our listeners should get to know. Um you know, so Oh, I got a I got a, a deal breaker for you, a deal breaker oh, situation. We'll see. Let's, let's see how Christian handles this situation. Oh. Okay, you're on a first date. On our first date. And the girl says, and I stole this from a different podcast, so if anyone can figure it out, let me Derek.
1: know. But. Don't be telling them that. This is, <laughs> this is a Tarek Williams original. original, okay?
0: Girl says, it's a first date, mind you. Hey, um, do you think you could give me a ride to the airport tomorrow? Kind of a weird question. What would you do? It's the first date. First date. I would. A deal breaker?
2: It wouldn't. It wouldn't bug me. In the sense, like I would just start inquiring. I'd be very curious and interested. I'd be like, "Oh, where are you going? What would
0: she say?" Um, <laughs>
1: Mexico. Prepared for this.
2: <laughs> you know, and then maybe I'd say, "Like, oh, are you going with your friends?"
0: And I'd say, "Yeah." <laughs> just you know, yeah. yeah. Not giving you a lot though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang
1: on. Here's the question you always have to ask: What time do you need to be there? I guess so. If she says 5 a.m., forget it.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. No, true. true. Yeah. That, that, that would definitely be something that would come up after I get the backstory on this trip. That's, oh, that's
1: got to be, I mean, that's a deal breaker right there. Right
2: there. I don't you know, know. Honestly, I'd probably just say, like, you
0: can't get a cab. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, actually.
0: Yeah. And then it's it a good question. And say, well, you know, I don't want to pay the money and I don't like when cab
2: drivers know where I live. And I would ask her, do you know where I live?
0: <laughs> I'm not close to the airport. <laughs> okay, so you'd be you'd be like, hey, listen, I don't want to do this, but if you absolutely need me to, I guess I could. No, I, I actually would not. You would drive a girl to the airport. <laughs> Wouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Not going to do it. Well, that just says all the wrong things. No so. second date. No second date. No,
2: probably not. No second date. No.
0: Yeah. No date. Sure. What are you saying? It's like...
2: What, what does it say about a girl who can't – like she's flying tomorrow.
0: Her. She doesn't have this lined
2: but up. But she doesn't have this lined up. So she's resorting uh, to asking this guy.
0: There
1: you go. The that's a Tarek ter- Williams question though. That's a Tarek scenario where I feel like, like – I would, would ask not, that? Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. Maybe and not. it would be – hang on.
0: It, in my past previously, sure. Would it would
1: be Tarek living in Medicine Hat asking if you could drive him to the Calgary airport uh, well, that's the next strange. day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch. I'd laugh. <laughs> yeah. No. <I> know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
0: okay. 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 What if she said, "Hey, can you help me move this weekend?" <laughs>
1: Good grief!
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> How would you respond? You know, it's an awkward situation because it's like it's a first date. Assuming you know you don't know this girl that well, but you went on a date with her because she's probably cute. And probably thought you might like her, but it's just like, why well, are you asking me to know. move I, on I, I You know, like you don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs>
1: Hang on. Yeah, we'll do it. I don't know. We'll do it. Here's a better question for you. Okay. Right. and I want you to think about this quickly, but also deeply. If you could be any animal, oh boy, what would you be? Only, only because Tarek and I have both discussed. I had, this. I had more lines of a question
0: in the first date series, but that's okay. Yeah.
2: It. <laughs> you know this this question makes me laugh because I remember this one discussion coming up where. It's like if you were an animal, who would? You, what kind of animal would you be? And so many men, you know, they associate to like the, these, you know, large predators or you know, like awesome, powerful animals. But in re- reality, you're thinking like, Are "You kidding me, man? <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, obviously that's a cool animal, but you yeah. think that that's that's, that's what you want to be? Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> I, I don't know. So uh, a lot of guys, they just you know, kind of hone in on those just badass, yeah, types, sharp right? tiger. you know, but then it's like, dude, you, you work at, uh, you know, Burger King <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: or, or something. I don't know, but
2: <laughs> you know, you're, you're sorry, but you're not a lion. <laughs> 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 um, you know, I, I thought about this before. Um, if I could be any animal, I'd want to fly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: How interesting is this tea? No no,
2: no, no, Let's just see where he goes. Yeah, what, yeah. what animal? What tell, kind of flying animal, animal would it be?
1: What flying yeah. animal would it be?
2: Hmm? Well, when I was a, a little kid, I thought that peregrine falcons were the coolest birds because they were the fastest. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I kind of, I think I, I'd roll with that peregrine falcon. interesting.
1: I like okay. it. Okay, I like okay. it. Tarek and I actually see. did a podcast on what animal we would want to be. Tarek went with a duck, and I went with an eagle. Hence why, while I was mentioning oh, birds, about birds getting an eagle and killing yeah. a duck, I, I saw I heard
0: that I let that one go. That's why he said that earlier, though he specifically was referencing that a, episode. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh. I don't know. The other one I was thinking of is uh, like a, a shark. Just because who who messes with a shark? Yeah,
0: you know, you just apex predator. Around and They're badass. Stuff. You know, I was talking to I was watching this. I think we were talking about this the other day, actually. Um, sharks. Brittany loves sharks, and we were watching a documentary. Apparently, sharks are super smart. Like,
1: oh yeah, man.
0: Like, if no, no, no. Like, if you if the same diver goes down to the same spot, like the shark will recognize them. You can pet them. Like they become familiar with specific indiv- Like dog level smart in terms of bonding with individual Time people. Out. What kind of sharks are
1: these that you're allowed to pet them and they won't eat you?
0: Oh. Well, you clearly need to watch some shark documentaries. Sharks don't really eat people that often. Dude, I just
1: watched a shark movie called Forty Seven Meters Down, and <laughs> the one that the you. one where
0: it follows around Blake Lively. <laughs> uh,
1: no, this one's this one's a new one. It's got Mandy Moore.
0: Oh, my bad. And <laughs> my they're bad.
1: they're stuck. See, you gotta watch a documentary.
0: That's the thing. Sharks don't don't really eat people.
1: Derek, if I learned anything from that movie, uh, they will this... devour you. <laughs> so, so I'll recognize
0: it. Swimmer,
2: but they still can't swim backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that they weird? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they can't. They, I mean, they, I don't think they can even stop. Really, they stop breathing if they don't. If they don't keep moving, but no,
1: I've I've actually read a little bit. Like, um, obviously, like great whites are obviously known as being the the top of the shark food chain.
0: Yeah,
1: but the only things that eat great white sharks are themselves. Great white sharks. Yeah, and <laughs> on occasion, I guess killer whales. Really? Yeah, I guess if killer whale gets gets their Interesting. not their hands on it, their oh, fins on one. They
0: encounter each other, yeah. And killer whales are dicks. They kind of they're, they're mean and they they travel in groups, so they probably gang up on the littler shark too. <laughs>
1: yeah, Free Willy lied to us. Free Willy yeah. lied to us.
0: <laughs> Just vicious creatures. Nah. They're they're dicks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, All right, well let's get to know. Let's get to know. Derek, what else you got for questions? Come on, well lay them <laughs> on us.
0: Well, you know, I don't want to go back to my first date series. I felt like okay. I asked a lot of questions. You know what? I, this is a question I actually am interested in. Okay. Go on a first date. I don't know what I would do in this situation. The girl gets the most expensive meal on the menu. She gets the <laughs> Damn, lobster. You're so they, cheap. I'm to do it being cheap. I mean, you know, you're going to a, on a first date and she gets the $55 entree.
1: See, hey, if Britney did that <laughs> now, you'd probably be upset. Okay?
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's our money now.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of a fun
2: thing to do, I think, is just to, you know, put a spotlight on every little thing. I'd just be you like, know, on oh, they're getting that? I'd <laughs> be like, oh, going for the big buck one. Eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just call her out of me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she'd be like, "No, or, I don't know." Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. i not getting all ashamed of it. Like, no, no, let's. You sure you don't want to get the mushrooms on it too? It's only an extra three bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> not a
0: deal breaker though, eh? uh-huh. <clears throat> uh,
2: Honestly, it would. It would make me put a guard up. Yeah, I don't know. What what, what kind of girl
0: orders that? Really? Yeah, the kind of girls Jamie Foxx and tanya west thing about <laughs> you know, if she
1: orders it we, want, she... yeah. we want
0: just kidding sorry if she orders it and
2: eats all of it you okay know, i think that's cool yeah that's pretty orders cool and only eats like half you know I just...
1: maybe she's <coughs> testing you she's testing that reaction right there is he gonna freak yeah. out if i go big
2: <laughs> the, the, the one thing i actually look for is if at the the end of the dinner the bill comes if, if i grab the bill and if they offer to, to help with it you know that's that's a big plus yeah i, I won't let them but but that means something if, if i grab the bill and they don't object or they have nothing to say then i don't know that's that just says to me entitlement
0: mm, okay you know
1: ladies if you're listening you know how you can get a nice dinner Call up uh, Christian Sanchez
0: <laughs> and just offer to pay. Don't and have he'll to drive
1: pay. you to the airport. <laughs> That's actually it. If a girl offers,
0: man,
2: that that puts her in a very good category in, go. in my heart. <laughs>
0: you don't have to actually pay; just to offer. And I, I think um,
2: advice for dudes going into dates. I think that uh, like I don't understand why the whole who pays is such an awkward thing for some people. I think it's very simple. Like as a dude. Like just pay for it, mm-hmm. you know. Don't it doesn't need to be talked about. Just when the bill comes, just grab it, handle it. And then if they say they want to help, tell them no, it's okay. If they insist, let them. It's fine. It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know any yeah. self-respecting man who would not just grab the bill out of courtesy. On a I date. think
0: I think the first date especially though I think you know is
1: gotta set the tone.
0: I, I'm married, so I maybe don't have the, the best experience. But I feel like if I was dating. At this stage in my life, you know, not in school, not a student, like, you know, we've both got careers and we're adults. Why, if we're dating consistently, like, don't get me wrong, once or twice or three times is fair, but <laughs> I shouldn't be on the man to constantly be paying for everything we no. do, though. You know what I mean? That just isn't reasonable for a long-term relationship, right? That's not, I don't know, you know, like, I feel like after this is like, okay, we're, we're in a relationship now, we have to split these costs. Because, yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, I don't think... Um I don't think it's quite necessary to, like, keep an exact score yeah. on who's been paying. But, I mean, like, let's say, you know, the bill comes and she's got her wallet ready, you know, and she's like, I got this. And then maybe I got, like, some cash in my hand. I'll be like, hey, I'll, I'll just pay the tip or something. I don't know. Was, you, you work out ways to work together on sure, it sure. without making it weird. There's no need to pull out a calculator. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm with you, too. I remember, though, when Brittany and I first got married, we had separate... We did have separate bank accounts. I don't know why, actually. I can't remember the details around this. Either way, we were like, well, let's just keep it separate and see how it goes. And then it would be like, okay, Brittany, you pay for these things, and I'll pay for these things, and it'll be fine. It's whatever. It's really joint anyways. But then we would go out and you know, she'd be having a conversation and I'd just kind of be awkward. I'd be like, okay, Brittany, you have to, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, no, she'll, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so and then it, it would happen and then it'd be like, okay, well, that means I'm paying for more stuff. So it's like, am I going to go to Brittany later? And be like, okay, well, I paid for dinner. You, so. you transfer me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like a conversation you don't want to have with your wife. And so we ended up getting my bank account, but it was kind of like, in theory, it made sense. But then in practice it was like, this is dumb.
1: <laughs> no, that's very interesting because my brother and his wife—I don't—I don't know if they want me sharing their, you know, financial details, but they rock separate bank accounts and have been ever since they well, obviously since they've been dating, but also since they've been married. And like mm-hmm. a big mentality there is, they never want to fight about finances and how one is spending like a joint bank account's money or anything like that, right. because <clears throat> their philosophy is like. How many marriages end because of you know financial yeah. argument or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And they're like, that's, that's never going to be uh, a question for us because we keep everything you know separate in that sense.
0: Yeah, but, that's a good idea. There you go.
2: Yeah, I remember a video on uh, Kevin O'Leary. He was talking about prenup, prenups, and uh, <laughs> was basically just saying, like, it's it shouldn't be something that's uh, hard to talk about. You know, uh, you know, a a great way Well, that he said, I don't think there's any awesome way to bring up, I want to, I want to prenup, but, uh, the way that he suggested is, you know, if, you know, you say you're out with your lady or or your man, significant other, and, um, you, uh, just bring it up, you know, you say like, well, we got, I got a few things I want to talk about, like, A, I love you. Like, I want to, you know, start talking about, you know, spending the rest of our lives together. It's like, and here's the other part, like, we got to talk about money, you know? And then he, he makes that same point that you made, is that, you know, the two main reasons why marriages don't work is because of uh, cheating, you know, and stuff like that, and the second one being finances. Mm-hmm. So why not just get rid of the one altogether?
0: Yeah. Well, that's not a bad idea at all. And I mean, I think, too, with that, at least he's, you know, Kevin's got to bring it up before... You make the, you start talking about that long term commitment. And so I think it's important. Then you set the expectations early and you can move past all that. And yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Luckily, never had to worry about Brittany taking my money because there wasn't any there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish I could see your face
1: right now. Yeah.
2: Oh, man.
0: Oh, goodness. But, anyways, yeah, next time, Christian, we have you on. you don't know this, Maddie, but Christian can give us his, his stock tips for the, uh, for the month or or quarter. we can month. have
1: Stock Talk with Christian Sanchez?
0: Sure. Yes. I mean, he's not just a tattoo artist, he's not a one dimensional person, Maddie.
1: Dude, not only do I think that <laughs> Stock Talk will probably. I just don't think that it. Uh, anyways, uh-huh. all I'm saying is I'm looking forward to Stock Talk only because I want to use that title in a podcast yeah i'm just
0: i was just thinking that you said that like four times and i was like Man, that's, i came together real quick real Isn't nice <laughs> stock talk
1: stock talk <laughs> Dude, we can start a separate podcast just called stock talk Stock Talk. Right. We
0: get kevin o'leary on there give us <laughs> some advice
1: <laughs> yeah kev i'm sure he's not busy or anything like that right him
0: and elon remember elon <laughs> musk is coming up too is elon really
1: a, dra- a day trader though come on
0: he's got people dating. Or he'll just be like, guys, you gotta buy Tesla. Like, Come yeah, exactly. on, Elon. We talked about this. <laughs> you can't just shoot, keep pushing um, more products, yeah. man. Yeah, this is gonna be of Elon. Off. <laughs> get it together. <laughs> oh man. All right, Anyways. Then. Well let's get out of here. Christian, it's good to have you on. Tell the tell the listeners, best way to get a hold of you on on uh, social media.
2: All right. So, best way you'll uh, find my stuff, uh, my artwork, is just on Instagram at christian.sanchez.art. That's
1: yeah, I see. That's my handle.
3: We'll make sure when we set up a post and stuff like that,
1: I'll make sure to add that in there so people can find
0: it Yeah, you bet. On the old IG. Right. Thanks for coming up, bud. My pleasure. Jesus. Peace out, man.